0: Hello, and welcome to Thrive, a podcast that gives you strategies and inspiration to help you
1: live your best life. Learn from us, two cancer survivors, as we show you how we don't just survive, but thrive. Hi, I'm Dara Kurtz, creator of crazyperfectlife.com, a place to go to help you find meaning each day, and author of the book Crush Cancer, the book I needed when I heard those terrifying words, you have cancer, available on Amazon.
0: Hi, I'm Garth Callahan. I am a 7 time cancer thriver. But more importantly, I am also the original napkin notes dad. I've been writing notes to my daughter, Emma, and sticking them into her lunch ever since kindergarten.
1: Hey, guys, we are so happy to do this 2019 wrap-up episode. This is actually going to be our last podcast episode of the year, which is kind of hard to believe, isn't it, Garth?
0: You know, when we started doing this, I certainly didn't didn't think about... How are we going to go forward? And what's it going to look like 18 months down the road? Has it been
1: 18 months?
0: Our two-year anniversary, I think the first time you and I recorded something, we didn't release it right away, but I think it was in February of 2017.
1: Wow, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually really excited to do this one. So when you're listening to this, it'll come out probably sometime towards the end of December 2019. And so we just kind of wanted to do a wrap up, help you maybe look at some things in your life as you go into the new year. And I love this time of year, Garth. How about you?
0: Tell me why you love it.
1: Okay. I love it for so many reasons.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this could be a BuzzFeed article. Here are the top seven reasons.
1: Here are my top reasons for loving it. No, I love it because... I always like to take the time to sort of look at my year, look at kind of what I did, what I really loved about the year, maybe things that were extra challenging, things that I want to kind of do for the new year. So I kind of like it because I like to take some time to really lean in and evaluate kind of how my year went and where I want to go starting fresh. I think that's why I like it, because I like the idea of January, a new year, a new month, a new decade. And so I kind of just love that whole tie up loose ends. Right now I'm feeling really motivated to make a list of everything that I I really just want done, you know, we all have things that are kind of hanging over our heads and things that maybe I've put off. And I just want to kind of tie them up. And a lot of them don't even take a lot of time. They're just things that aren't fun or that for whatever reason, I've kind of put off and procrastinated. And I just sort of want to get them done so that I can start January fresh.
0: You know, I appreciate wanting to get things done and crossing off the lists and, you know, we've talked about this before. I use this weekly planner. I take my two electronic calendars. I write all of my my appointments and meetings down and, and work tasks and things like that. And over on the, the right hand side of that piece of paper, there's that that three section this week's top three per, most persnickety tasks.
1: I love the then, word persnickety. I've told I you that before. Yep. And
0: that's why I brought it up. Yep. And then right below that is, and the other stuff that's on your mind. And so I have all of my years, weekly stuff to do. It's actually the, this paper I found it's, it's, you can find it online. It's called satisfying things. I want to do this week. Damn it. And it, it's free to download from David C. What I've done is I've started looking at the last, I guess it's about 40, 48 or so weeks of all of the things that are in the other stuff to do. And if it didn't get crossed off, I'm putting it on this week's yeah, next week's and, and the week following. And let me tell you,
1: it's a big list.
0: It, there's a lot of crap on there. And do you have to do it all, or can
1: you just kind of get rid of some of them? Or well, do you feel like they you really need you really want to get them done?
0: Well, some of it is I have to do like mm-hmm. my truck inspection was due a couple of weeks ago.
1: Yeah, I've got um, that too. That's <laughs> on my list.
0: I, I really should call Verizon and renegotiate our cable bill. But you know, haircut is one of those things. And I, you know, I start to look like Kramer <laughs> the longer it goes. And, and so, yeah, some of these things I can do when I can do them, but a lot of it is, gosh, you know, I I have a Chicago trip coming up in, in a few weeks. I really need to finish planning that. And it's a speaking engagement and I can't push that off any longer. I have to do it.
1: Yeah. So just like you, I feel like I want to use this time wisely. I want to use the rest of this year to just kind of get all the clutter because it is kind of clutter that we're talking about, right? I mean, it's not that fun to deal with getting my car inspected. It's not that fun to call Verizon and take care of all that. But I want to get all the clutter taken care of so that I can really focus on what I want from the new year and start off completely fresh, as, as you know, as fresh as it can be. I mean, obviously, there's probably going to be some stuff that slides through that I don't get done, and that's okay. But for the most part, and I love the holiday season. I mean, it's just fun. We've talked about this before. I find that people, are, for the most part, are really nice and kind to each other. And so as I run a, go around town and run my errands, and people are in happy, joyful moods for the most part. And so that's all. It just kind of equals a fun time for me.
0: I am less enthralled with the holiday season. I, I get this way before I take a trip, too, which is... I, I really kind of get into this accelerated tidy mode, whether it's picking up my office or making sure my desk is clean or double checking my to-do list or whatever, making sure all of these things get done that need to get done. And that's kind of in the mode that I'm in now. I just started today looking at my desk and because I've been going through these to-dos and these paperwork, I kind of have these stacks of piles all around me and I started to work this morning. And as I was... Booting up my computer, my mouse hand touched one of the stacks of papers, and I'm like, okay, this is out of control.
1: Yeah, so maybe tidying up <clears throat> your office space. I mean, that's one of my things that I want to do between now and the end of the year. It just, again, kind of get rid of the clutter, release all the stuff that maybe isn't serving me well, really kind of look at and and go, go within a little bit and take the time to kind of think through not just my to-do list, but sort of... Maybe some things that I'm ready to release just personally or look at kind of where I've been this year and some really great things that have happened and focus on gratitude for those things as well and kind of set the tone for next year.
0: You know, and that's actually one thing that I'm doing as well. I've, I started to get some Christmas cards in the mail. Yeah. And I, the first one I got was, I don't know, gosh, I'm going to say like six days ago. And it was barely December.
1: It's the superstars that do it over Thanksgiving holiday. Do
0: you know what? I I, I looked at the envelope and I'm like, stop card shaming me. I (laughs) right. We haven't even ordered ours yet.
1: See, I don't look at it as card shaming. When I got it, I was like, good for them. They got it done. You know what? I'm not sending my, you know what I'm doing? Actually, I'm not sending mine right now. I'm not doing it during the holiday season. I am doing it for Valentine's Day. I've decided, yeah, right, because I love love. (laughs) That sounds so hokey. But, I mean, I love love the month of, you know, friendship and just kind of leaning in. And most people don't do that. So I've decided, and it takes the pressure off completely.
0: Well, I'm doing something similar in that I have this whole list of obviously we have people that we send Christmas cards to. We also I also have this ongoing list of people that I need to write a letter to. And so I've kind of decided to take some of the free time that I have in the evening. And I am just I'm going to write as many New Year's letters as I can.
1: Well, that's and fun, right? It is. I mean I like doing that too.
0: It's something that's a little unusual. It stands out and also Um, although new year's is a deadline, you can really extend those letters until mid January because people are still, you know, if they get a a new, a happy new year letter on January 12th, that's still a nice letter to get.
1: Absolutely. And people love getting new year's day. They love getting new year's cards too. Like you could send happy new year's cards, just like I'm doing mine on Valentine's day, but you could do yours happy new year's and it just takes the pressure off
0: absolutely but but you know if you get a christmas card on january 12th right it's just not the same
1: yeah then you're kind of like slackers no i'm just
0: kidding (laughs) no it's true don't send us (laughs) christmas cards on january 11th
1: i mean honestly i do and i have noticed that the number of cards has been decreasing just because it is expensive to send holiday cards and everything's sort of online. So I think we're going to continue to see that decreasing. Don't you?
0: I do. You know, yeah. um, just earlier today for work, I had a colleague reach out to me and say, Hey, Garth, I'm in charge of one of the databases we have at, at our company. And n- actually, let me, I'm not in charge, but I'm one of the primary people who works on it. And I train it to new employees. And so she wanted to get a list of clients that we've had contact with over the past six months so that we could send an e-card. And our company's not all that big. You know, we've got a couple, a few hundred people here and there between recruiters and salespeople, and then a couple hundred people in operations and support. And I was shocked. I was shocked at how many E cards we're going to have to send out? Because to be honest, we're a small enough company that if we try to undertake sending out twelve thousand paper cards,
1: yeah, it like, would be it a would fortune. Never get done. Yeah, yeah. And it's not even worth the it's just not even worth the effort anymore to do that in uh, a yeah, way. I mean, twelve thousand know, for your company to send out, that's a lot of money.
0: It is. Anyway, I mean, what is postage? Is it 50 cents? A I don't even know. But I think
1: it's somewhere around there. Yeah. So, okay. I have some questions for you. Oh, now, no. Oh, yes. As we, <laughs> as we kind of come to the end of 2019, what are some things that you want to release from your life that you, that you want to kind of let go that you don't want to carry into the new year?
0: I have not really given that any thought.
1: I know. And I like that. So just.
0: I it, also don't know if I'm prepared to like talk about this. Okay. In a public forum. Okay. What are these, okay. Are they, these are like really dark, deep, awful things that I need to let go.
1: Well, so <laughs> I think everyone listening to this podcast, you know what? I actually encourage our listeners to really think about Maybe some things that you want to release that could be dark. I mean, that aren't necessarily, look, we're humans. We're we're not all unicorns and rainbows. I mean, we're struggling a lot of us, everyone with challenges. I mean, that's just part of the human experience. So the fact that you might feel like you have something dark to release, congratulations. You're a human.
0: What, um, give me an example of yours and I'll see if I can give one that's less.
1: Okay. So first of all, (laughs) you're being very attorney ish right now, which is, you know, my husband, John is an attorney. Like if I ask him a question and he doesn't want to answer it, he totally turns around and asks me a question, but all right. So I can share with you a couple things. You know, one thing is that I've struggled with my sadness around my mom's death for a really long time. And it's been 20 years since she passed away. And for those of you who don't know, I actually have a new book coming out next year. That's all about this. But writing that book actually was really, there were times when I was crying, sobbing while I was writing. And it brought up a lot of my Sadness and a lot of the grief that I've been carrying and I want to release it. I want to I want to tell myself that it's okay to let go of that sadness that I don't want to carry that into 2020.
0: So how do you think that you can do that? And I'm I'm asking for. For a personal reason as well, not that I have that same level of sadness.
1: We all have different sadnesses, though. I mean, that's the reality of it. But I, yeah. I can
0: I can share that my my dad passed away just a few months before my first cancer diagnosis. My mom, absolutely, so it's been about seven
1: years, right, since your dad passed away.
0: Uh, eight. Eight,
1: eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah.
0: So my mom has a very high level of sadness in her life. I don't think it's holding her back, but I do. It makes me concerned that she has that level of sadness. And I don't know how to, uh, I don't know how to talk to her about it. So what are your, you know, how are you dealing with it? How are you going to try to manage? Well,
1: just for, for, first of all, you're not in charge of releasing your mom's sadness. So she actually has to decide that she wants to do that for herself. But anyway, so For me, I'm intentionally really thinking about things. I mean, I'm forcing myself when I meditate, and I do every day take time to meditate. I'm actually really causing myself to think about things that maybe are uncomfortable or make me feel a little bit sad. Or I'm literally grabbing my journal and I'm writing it all out. Like I'm putting myself in the space and letting myself feel. Like I'm feeling the hurt. I'm feeling the pain. I'm feeling the sadness. And then I'm saying, okay, like, I'm ready to let it go. I'm ready to release it. And I've done things before, like, I've written my mom a letter before. And actually, this was, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago. So I think it was like on the right around the fifth anniversary of her death. I mean, this is, we're talking a lot of time. I mean, it's been 20 years. And I, I remember sitting on the beach and John and I were, I had had a work trip that I'd won and we were literally, I don't even know where we were. Maybe we were like in Mexico or something. We were sitting on the beach and I was writing my mom a letter and I was like sobbing while I was writing the letter and I was writing just everything that I wanted to say. And then I put it in a, um, like a Sprite bottle if you will, and I filled it with water and I, yes, I did pollute mother earth, (laughs) but I threw it, like I said something to her and, you know, I did this whole thing and then I threw it into the water and that was kind of like a releasing thing that I did at that time. And it helped me and it, it helped me then, but you know, so it's been 15 years since then. And I've grown a lot since that time. And there's still some things that I need, that I want to release and I'm ready to do it. That's the thing. You have to be ready to do it. And so it just feels right to me. So when we had that, we did a retreat, Garth and I, I don't know, it's been like a year, but remember we had that fire ceremony and mm-hmm. people wrote letters to whatever. And then if they wanted to read the letter out loud, they could. And then they read the letter and then they threw it in the fire. And I think that was really helpful for a lot of people to kind of do that as well. So there's a lot of ways you can do it, but it's just really intentionally thinking about things that are hard to think about so that you can find your peace and give yourself permission to say, you know what, I'm done with that. I'm ready to let it go.
0: I don't know that I'm in a place where I have given that really much thought, mostly because I'm more moving towards this goal of not having treatment anymore. So for the past 30 days or so, I've had a lot of doctors' appointments. And I've ended each appointment by asking the team, what does 2020 look like for me? Trying to figure out how many scans do I need to have, what you know, what's the game plan? Let's assume that things move the exact same way that they are, and then I can, you know, plan accordingly. So the the challenge I have is that um and and I talked to my oncologist pretty frankly. I said, "So, you know, this treatment works 30% of the time. I've been doing it for a little under a year and a half. Is it safe to assume that since we haven't seen any growth or spread that we will not?" Right? Because it, can we say that I'm officially in the 30%? And she got this look on her face and she was like, "No, not really, not yet." Uh, <clears throat> and and, that, and I was okay with that answer. You were I, Well, I mean, obviously I was disappointed because, of course, you want to be in the winning side.
1: Of course you do.
0: But I recognize that the answer can't, you know, it can't change my outlook. It can't change my attitude on how I'm going through treatment. It doesn't change whether or not I get treatment next month or the month after. Right. I was still doing that. But one of the nice things that we talked about was how it's entirely possible that around August I will have my last treatment.
1: That's amazing. It is amazing.
0: And so I think in my mind, all I'm doing is moving towards that goal. And everything I'm doing is really kind of centered around that. Because at that point, I can, you know, Dara, I can't imagine what it's like to not have treatment. I mean, it's been so long. Um, I mean, it's been over 2000 days at this point that I've been in treatment. And so imagine, you know, all of the ails that I've been talking about with my body go away and I stop having to sleep eight to 10 hours a night because I'm so fatigued. I can actually sleep seven hours a night and be really happy about that. So, you know, I, I know that there are absolutely some things in my life that I need to let go. I'm Irish. I'm a Callahan. We talk about this in our family all the time that we really like to hold on to the things that hold us back and lay us down. So just, all right,
1: first of all, yeah. so first of all, that's amazing that August could be your last treatment and that's super exciting for you to take into 2020. So, I mean- that's incredible. And, you know, I always feel like you do an unbelievable job of managing your mental, really the your, your mental strength in terms of like how you navigate the waters of treatment and side effects. I mean, a lot of people maybe would hear their doctor say, no, I can't guarantee for certain you're in the 30%. And maybe that would cause them to just kind of be like, really down or depressed or whatever but i mean i've i've always told you that i totally admire your ability to say you know what that's not going to change the way my treatment's going next month and i'm staying the course and blah 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 and you just said something which is that your family or you personally tend to kind of hold on to things that don't serve you well well maybe maybe look at this as an opportunity garth to <laughs> Garth, <laughs> to just kind of like think about why you're doing that. Because I mean, a lot of people are holding on to things. And if our listeners, or if you're driving your car, or you're walking, or whatever you're doing, you know, maybe really take an honest, take a little bit of time after this podcast and really think about are you holding on to something that isn't serving you well? And if you are, have the courage to own it. And ask yourself, you know, why? Why are you doing that? And some people, are, some people like to do it because, you know, it feels good. It's something they're comfortable with. Or maybe it's scary to let go of it. Or maybe they are fearful that they're going to be successful. Or, you know, fearful of what life is going to look like if they weren't holding on to that. So, um, I mean, there's so many reasons. We could do a whole other episode on that. But, Garth, you know, I encourage you to kind of think about that. Because why do you want to put energy into a space that isn't really serving you well?
0: I understand. And and maybe some of it is that I'm not actually putting energy into it. It's just something that is kind of there in the background. I don't know. But I will consider this and I will reflect. I don't know that I'm ready to take that deep dive, look at myself right now
1: you don't have to, you know, there's no rules. So I think I shared with you that Garth and I were talking recently, and we were kind of coming up with our plan for the podcast for 2020. And so we actually are making just a couple changes. And that is that we're going to be we're going to be coming to you live twice a month, instead of four times a month. We're super excited about that, just because we both have a lot going on. But I was telling Garth also that, I was out to dinner with my husband, John, and I had, we were waiting for some friends to come. We were just sitting at the table and we were meeting another couple. And so we had a little bit of time before our friends got there. And I said to John, John, I'm super excited about, you know, the end of the year and going into a new decade. And I've really been thinking about some things that I want to incorporate next year. And I'd love for us to make some time to go to a coffee shop, sit down, talk about these things, you know, really figure out where we want to go, blah, blah, blah. And he turned to me and he was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) I mean, he literally was like, I have no idea what you are saying. And that is not what I want to do. And, you know, that's the thing. And so I said, you know, okay, you don't have to. That's your prerogative. I'll do it by myself. But so there's no rules and this might not be your thing.
0: So, you know, one of the things that I always like to do, and I've been doing this based on a school calendar for such a long time that I continue, even though technically Emma's not living in the house, but I kind of plan my years from fall to spring or fall to summer. And even the wall calendar I use is July through June.
1: I actually do that too.
0: Well, and so New Year for me is just kind of one of those, I don't make resolutions. And you and I have talked about this. I don't make New Year's resolutions because if I am at a place where I want to make a change, I I want to make that change the moment that I want to make that change. And I'll give you a great example. I know this is going to be really weird for a lot of our listeners, but I have actually gained a significant amount of weight. And I guess significant for me, right? And so because for the longest time in treatment, I was underweight.
1: But you actually look really good. Like you needed to gain some weight.
0: I don't disagree. My doctors didn't disagree. But for the longest time, not only did I not have an appetite, but food also tasted bad to me. And so the combination of all of that, just I I was eating much, much fewer calories than what I needed to. But with the combination of switching treatments, taking steroids for a little bit uh, earlier this year. Food is some, most food is tasting normal to me again, but not all food. And the pain that I've had to manage, I've exercised less, I'm eating more, and I started to feel uncomfortable in my body. And I recognized this about two months ago. And I did not feel like waiting until new year's to make a change would be an appropriate thing because that would have put me four or five months behind and so i started making a really conscious decision to count the calories that i was eating to make sure that i'm doing as much exercise as my body will allow me to do and i have lost about 12 pounds in the last 10 weeks i'm fitting into my clothes better i feel better I still have another ten pounds that I'd like to lose, but I didn't wait until New Year's. I saw I saw that there was something in my life that I wanted to change, and I made that change then.
1: And I love that you did that.
0: So, and and again, for those of you who are listening who are really big into New Year's resolutions, that's fine. I, and you know really, what?
1: I mean, this shouldn't be a surprise for you. I actually really like New Year's resolutions. I think last year I didn't make any because I think you sort of influenced me on not making not making any really. I, I think I didn't make any. I don't know, but I'm going back because I like it. You know, what? it's such a personality thing. I mean, all this stuff that we're talking about is just you have to figure out what works for you. I mean, at the end of the day, you just want to like live your best life. You just want to be the best version of yourself. I mean, all these things that we're talking about are ways for you to figure out You know, how are you going to set yourself up to feel the best and be the best version of yourself? That's it.
0: Well, and Dara, I think you have that inherent personality that you take a look at resolutions and not just the resolution itself, but you figure out how to best incorporate that into your life, right? You've got your planners and your journals and you're very reflective, Yeah. but statistically speaking, right? By February something like 90 percent of the resolutions have been broken.
1: You're so right. I agree. But I honestly feel like a lot of those resolutions are broken because people maybe they're just kind of like, oh, it's New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is going to be my resolution. Yay. You know what I mean? Like,
0: it's the same thing when you (laughs) sit down for Thanksgiving and somebody stands up and says, let's go around the table and say say something that we're thankful for. And and if you if you aren't living that life of gratitude, if you aren't thinking about the things that you're thankful for all the time, suddenly you've got to come up with something. The same thing New Year's Eve, right? So if you're hanging out with your friends uh, and maybe you're having some some type of bubbly experience, hopefully it's good bubbly, the clock starts counting down and you're like, oh, I need to go find my spouse so I can kiss my spouse. And oh, what what yeah. am I going to do different in my life this year? That's not the time to be thinking about it. Now, so now's the time to be thinking about it.
1: Yeah, which is why we're bringing you this episode. So, all right, I have a couple more questions for you. Oh, no. No, it's <laughs> fine. So, I mean, what is the, what What was one thing that you loved about 2019?
0: I think that I started to get, both Emma and I started to have a better comfort level of her being in, uh, in school.
1: Okay, That's that was awesome
0: not that i don't miss her terribly every minute of every day but i think i started to manage that a little bit better and uh and felt i don't know more connected to her than i did last year and maybe it's last year go ahead. did
1: you do anything differently to help yourself or do you think just time like you kind of had to settle into it a little bit
0: i, I think some of it was time yeah i think that um writing out napkin notes a little bit more deliberately instead of trying to jam them all into an afternoon before she goes back to school. Right. So I, I write out notes as I think about them or I write out notes as something strikes me um, little things like I was listening to trying to get into the Christmas spirit. I was listening to some Christmas music earlier today and there was a song that came on by this acapella group and about halfway through the song, it was the twelve days of Christmas, they switched to the music switched to Toto Africa.
1: Yeah, and I so love they did... how they do that.
0: <clears throat> well, and so they call it
1: called like a mat- mashup or something. I think that's well, what they call it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
0: yeah. And um and so Emma and her roommate love Africa. Yeah, And so that... I found it on YouTube. I texted her the link. I'm like, hey, when you need need a study break, listen to this. Make sure you go at least through two minutes because that's where the fun begins. And that act, that simple act made me feel more connected to her today.
1: I love that. Okay. So that's your favorite thing for 2019.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm thinking about 2019 and we, as a family, we all kind of had some new adjustments we didn't really spend a lot of time away from each other outside of Emma being at school. Emma had a really good summer job. Uh, she also was finished early in the day, so she was finished well before dinner time, and that gave me more that routine of her coming back from her job. and And look, let's you know, when we're talking about my health, we had no more crappy news.
1: That's amazing. Was, yeah, Which that's was huge. just a huge.
0: huge relief for our family.
1: Huge. Yeah, I know. I. Definitely, I congratulate you on that. Okay, did what was your most exciting thing that you did in 2019?
0: Oh, my most exciting thing? I don't know, Dara. I you know when I when people ask me questions like that, I honestly think that my life is fairly boring. But
1: their life is not boring.
0: Well, but I I, I guess I don't necessarily recognize. The excitement when it happens, but when I'm telling somebody a story about something, then that. Okay. Well,
1: I know your most exciting thing for 2019. You do? Yes. Okay. Okay, you were so freaking excited about your friendship with Brian Goulet, oh, yeah. and your <laughs> um, I mean, this is like, yeah, you were so excited about that. You loved. for those of you who are new to the podcast, Brian Goulet owns this amazing pen store, Goulet Pens. Is that what it's called?
0: Goulet Goulet Pens, yeah.
1: Goulet Pens. Anyway, um, Garth is very passionate about that. Anyway, and then you went and you spoke to them, and then we had them on the podcast, and then maybe we'll do some stuff with them this coming year. I don't know. I just feel like you were really excited about that. so.
0: Yeah. So I, I um, and all of this started because I rekindled my love for fountain pens Yeah. and really started to dive a little bit deeper into it than I probably should have. As most of you who listen know, I don't dip my toe in the waters. I, <laughs> if I decide I like something, I'm going to dive in head first and hopefully the water's deep enough to accommodate. And so I, and they, they made a small shipping air with me. And then this, it really kind of blossomed into something really cool. Um, I'm actually, I'm bringing by, uh, hopefully if anybody from Goulet Pens is listening right now, um, and, and it's not yet Christmas, skip like the next three Mm -hmm. minutes.
1: Three, you're going to talk about this for three minutes? (laughs)
0: Well, no, I just want to make sure there's a buffer. Um, (laughs) So a lot, a lot of their employees are geeky like me and they love star wars when i went into talk i brought my lightsaber and they really got into what by, what i was talking about
1: by the way did you see the new star star wars movie yet
0: no Is it's you? not out until i oh, was
1: not out okay see i mean i'm clearly <laughs> not even
0: but i have been watching the new star wars okay. tv show the mandalorian
1: okay all right go on sorry
0: well so i am going to bring in a bunch of star wars toys for them for christmas <laughs>
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> because well, I just think it's the cool thing to do. Yeah. yeah, That's for sure. Your That relationship is your, I think that's one of your favorite things for 2019.
0: It, it is. And so yeah. here's the other thing. And Dara, I may have told you this the other day. And if I did, I apologize. I just, you know how my brain works or doesn't work sometimes. I have been on this quest. You know, when people talk about their holy grail pen, you know, it's the same thing for somebody who like has the ultimate car that they want. Right. So my holy grail pen isn't some, you know, thousand dollar pen.
1: Sure. Sure.
0: It is the pen that I first owned when I was a student in Germany. So I have been racking my brain trying to remember what that pen was. I've gotten some suggestions from some of my local friends on what it could have been. And nothing really was standing out to me. And so I had a brainstorm a few days ago and I'm like, you know, I had to take a lot of pictures in Germany and there were some pictures that I had to take like portrait pictures or, or pictures of me to send back for the yearbook and for my high school yearbook in the, in the States. And I thought, I wonder if there are any pictures with a pen in it. And there and were four, there were four black and white pictures with a pen in it. And, and then I you, had,
1: po- you posted it, right?
0: I colorized them. Right, so I I scanned them in a super high resolution. I also had them colorized. And I posted it and some people came back and said, oh, yeah, I think this is what it is. And I am going to a pen meetup tomorrow.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: And I'm bringing the picture so that I can get some feedback because it looks like I'm using two different pens. And so I'm so excited about this. And and it, you're right. All of this, this love of pens and Brian Goulet and one of his employees, Drew, I just I, I love this whole thing. I love them as people. I love the company. I love pens.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, you're so alive with them on so many different levels and it's just, it's fun. So I love seeing you so excited about that. I'm really I'm, happy for I'm you. I'm sitting
0: here as we're talking and you don't know this, but I'm like holding one of the pens in my hand and I'm just like opening it and closing it, opening it, No, I don't. It.
1: <laughs> I don't know that you're doing that. Wow. Well, that's good. That's fun. So, um, well, what about you? What about, so my, what is my favorite thing for 2019? Yeah. Okay, I mean, that's going to be hands down my book deal. I am so excited. I just like literally cannot even wait. I, you know, I'll share this later on in another episode, but um, I wasn't even planning on writing this book and I wrote a book and it's going to be called, I don't know if I shared this with you, but the final title is I Am My Mother's Daughter. Oh, and, I
0: love that. I yeah, love that.
1: Thank you. I am my mother's daughter and it's wisdom about life, loss, and love. And it's really it just feels so right. And I I'm I literally wake up and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I am so excited. I can't even wait. And it's gonna come out towards the end of August or the beginning of September. But you know, I wanna share this whole story about this later on. I don't wanna take too much time and I don't wanna go into it today, but it wasn't something that I was planning on writing. It just kind of literally happened. And that's what I did this whole summer. And it just feels like so right on so many levels. And I am incredibly grateful for that. So that's my favorite thing for 2019, for sure. And, you know,
0: it, it absolutely should be because, it, and again, for those of you who have been longtime listeners, you probably know this, both R and I feel that writing is a labor of love. And Dara has been working so hard, mm. uh, you know, I, I don't know this for sure, but I just imagine you, Dara, like every minute of every day that is spare for you, and even then some, has been poured into this book.
1: I mean, it is something that I love doing. So it's not like, oh, I have to write. It's like, oh, I can't wait to write. So that I mean, there's a difference there. But I would say that I was writing maybe a couple few hours a day, but nothing more than that. Because then I felt like the quality was not, you know, like I just, I'd write and then I'd be like, okay, I'm done. And a lot of times when I was writing Garth, I was crying. Like I said, I mean, there were times when literally like Oprah says, I mean, the ugly cry, there were times that I was writing and it was the ugly cry. And then I'd finish. I'd be like, I'm done for the day because it's like it's emotional. I think people, readers, will feel that. Like they'll understand that. I mean, it did come from my heart. So much of it. So I'm really so excited. Um, That's about so awesome. That. So, what is our napkin note for the day?
0: Oh, you know. So. Do we have one? We do have one. This is
1: the last napkin note for the, the podcast for 2019.
0: It is. And I would like to, I would like to say that if you're listening to the podcast, this napkin note is specifically for new year's Eve. Mm. And I am going to name drop a little bit. Mm. I was at an event a few years ago and had the, the good fortune to meet Brad Paisley. Mm. And, and, um and it was really cool because he and I, do you know what we talked about?
1: I have no idea,
0: Dara. Whenever I ask you a question, you get this look—you get this look on your face, like, "Oh dear God, where's Garth going?"
1: Um, <laughs>
0: oh, no. no, we talked about being dads.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's right. Amazing. I,
0: mean, it, it, I we, mean, at the we, end of
1: the day, that's what really matters, right? Right. Like, nothing right. That's and
0: and we just talked about being dads and parents and how hard it was and how fun it was and how gratifying it was. I love that. And and shortly the, thereafter, I came across this quote from him and I love it. And I always post it right around new year's. Mm. And so this napkin note is a quote from Brad Paisley for specifically for new year's tomorrow is the first blank page of a 365 page book. Write a good one.
1: Mm, I mean, yes, that's exactly what we've been talking about on this podcast. So release anything that you don't want to carry over so that you can write the best year for yourself.
0: And do that, not let anybody else squander away your time or your pen, right? Yeah. You're in charge. You're in you charge. You are in charge.
1: charge. You know, and it is, it's is—it's all a choice, right? And there are no rules. So if you're thinking, you know what, this is not something I want to do, then that's okay. But, um, you know, maybe force yourself if you have an inkling to think about it Even think about some of those things that are a little uncomfortable because that's how we grow. That's how we get to the other side. So um, the thriving tip for the day, which if you're new to the podcast is just a little nugget of extra goodness, is just, you know, to really think about. Make a list of things that you want to get done between now and the end of the year. Things that you feel like maybe you're carrying on your shoulders that you wish that you didn't have to do. And they can just be little things or big things or whatever. But I guarantee you, every single person has stuff that they need to get done. So make a list of it and get it done so that you can really roll into 2020 without having that hanging over your head. I love it. And you know I just want to say that for all of our listeners, people who have stuck with us for the last couple years, thank you so much. Garth and I love hearing from you and this has been so fun for us. Please take a moment to share the podcast with your friends. Um, because it really does matter. And our our numbers are starting to really increase. And we love it. And we're so grateful. And we want to be able to bring you the best possible guests. So please subscribe, rate, review, share this with your friends. You know, it would take two seconds, but it really would make a big difference. And we would be so grateful.
0: You know, both of us are really bad about not saying that, right? So I'm going to reiterate with Dara that the number, we know how many people are listening to the podcast um, and we really would appreciate it. It's going to make a huge difference in reaching new people. If you like the podcast, if you rate the podcast, if you type in a quick review and we're really close to a threshold and we want to get to that threshold.
1: Yes. Yes. I mean, did you ever think like two years ago when we started this, that, you know, two years later we would, kind of be where we are and doing it and having, having all this fun. Uh,
0: no, I, I have no idea. <laughs> like I, I
1: we,
0: we talked about this. Neither one of us knew how to do a podcast.
1: I know. I know. And the
0: fact that we actually did it is we'll, a testament to number one, how easy it is. And yeah. number two, how tenacious we are.
1: And number three, how, how you can learn and make mistakes as you go. And it's okay.
0: That's right. So. Making a mistake doesn't mean we have to shut the podcast down.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so All right, y'all. Have the best um, New Year's Eve and safe year. Finish off your 2019 and, um, in, in the best possible way, and we will talk to you next year.
0: Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. Thrive is created with the hope that we help you develop motivation and inspiration to make your life remarkable. You can find out more about me at napkinnotesdad.com.
1: I invite you to get my free audio download, Reclaim Your Life, at crazyperfectlife.com with tips and tools to help you feel your best. It would mean so much to us if you shared this with your friends and family and left us a review on iTunes. Remember, you deserve to thrive. Thrive Podcast is copyrighted by Darren Garth.